Welcome to So Many Bits. I'm your host, Bill Nielsen, and joining me from his palatial studio apartment in Chicago is Brandon Shackney. Brandon, how are you? I'm well, Bill. How are you? I'm doing great, man. It is cold outside. It's true. And it's only going to get colder. That's right. Polar vortex is coming, uh, I've it, heard. This is another polar vortex? Yeah, I don't think it's going to be as intense, but it is coming. Lowercase v compared to like a capital right, V. Right, right. Yeah. Baby polar vortex. All right. Yeah. Little little mini me vortex, but um, thank you so much for having me back on the podcast. My pleasure. Yes. And as a quick reminder, so many bits is brought to you in part by the Second Wind Collective. For more quality podcasts like this one, please visit secondwindcollective.com for details. Now, Brandon, this week we're going to be talking about uh, backlogs, or yes. the uh, more more self deprecating uh, the pile of shame. <laughs> I like that. That's good. And you know, like how that happens, and like mm. what makes us interested in collecting games like that yeah and maybe some tips or do's or don'ts if you're going to go and collect games in that fashion yeah absolutely and sure. so we, before we talk about the games we sure, are sure. not playing yeah that's right yeah, <laughs> let's talk about the games we are playing yes okay okay um well i have a few things going right now um i got very excited from uh the playstation experience that happened last week i believe like, yeah yeah last weekend um so uh, from that, uh, I downloaded Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 because uh, it was 25 bucks in the PlayStation Store for uh, PS4. Um, and they released that in preparation for the new one that's coming out next year. Um, so I've been playing that, uh, which has been fun. I'm not very good, but I really enjoy... That's like my favorite fighting game. They really series. go all out with that game. Mm-hmm. I mean, like in terms of... Everything is big. The, the characters are all wacky. And yeah. I mean, like, they take some of the popular ones, but also, like, the niche ones are in there. Yes. And now I feel like I'm more versed in, like, Marvel lore now than I was when that game originally came out. So now I have, like, a pretty big soft spot for some of these characters. Like, I really, like, enjoy I'm like, Dormammu is such a cool choice. Like, I want to play, like, a bunch <laughs> of times as Dormammu. Um, so uh, I'm enjoying that uh, a, lo- a lot. And then I'm playing Pokemon Sun on my... I, I got a 2DS in preparation for Pokemon Sun. And I it, I am going to make a bold statement in that I'm saying this might be my favorite Pokemon game ever. Your favorite ever? And you, you've played a bunch of them in the past. I have. I've been... I, I've, I had the original Game Boy. I have been playing since Red. And I think... I, I love the changes that they're making to the formula of the game. I love the island challenges. The... The structure of it just seems so cool, um, and I love the new Pokemon, um, so I'm really, really enjoying that. Now, I've only played the demo myself, but mm-hmm. there were some nice uh, quality of life improvements I, I noticed and I've heard about. Like, for example, uh, in the old games, you know, you'd have your attacks, and sometimes they're effective or super effective or whatever, mm-hmm. and now the game remembers that. For yes. You, if like if you use an attack next time, it'll be like, oh, you should use this attack. Well, yeah, it'll it'll tell you if you've come across a Pokemon before, um, and you fought it before, then yeah, when your Pokemon uh, fight that same type of Pokemon again, it'll tell you which moves are super effective, not very effective, or just plain effective. Um, that's really great. Uh, HMs are a thing of the past, so you don't have to have a. Uh, Pokemon in your party, that's like your HM farm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because uh, now there's a thing called like uh, Poke Ride or Pokemon Ride um, that you can like utilize to just get from different places or utilize those different things. Um, that's such a great improvement. Like uh, uh, everything feels like streamlined and 
that real advancements have been made to the formula. It doesn't feel like they're just recycling the content. Um, even with like how you hop from island to island and like there's Pokemon trials now or like uh, island trials that you take on as opposed to like gym leaders that are more involved and involve like different things that you do and strategy and uh, it, so it's it's really fun. And totem Pokemon, which are like the big bosses of each island, which are really cool and like powerful, more powerful versions of a regular Pokemon. Um, I mean, that, that all sounds like huge improvements because like yeah. there's so much... There's been so many games made about Pokemon, and yet so few of them expand the story beyond, like, go to the eight gyms, fight the Team Rocket or the Team Rocket clone, right. and become the Pokemon Master. Mm-hmm. And it feels like there is a whole world out there that you can explore, and new people you can meet, or new stuff you can discover. Yeah. And, like, aside from, like, the GameCube games, do you remember those? There were, like, two, like, more traditional RPGs made mm-hmm. for the GameCube, and those kind of got into, like, a different vibe. Like the I DX, think. GX, or something like that. Right. Pokemon yeah. Coliseum was one of them. Right. What, uh, yes, Pokemon Coliseum. Yeah. And, like, you, you were a dude, but you had, like, a backstory. You weren't mm-hmm. just, like, a, a, a cipher for yourself. Yeah, and this, this has a nice, like, this one has a nice, like, through line in terms of, like, there's these companions that are with you throughout the whole story that they're part of, like, a larger story. So um, you continue to interact with them. There's, like, some mystery involved, which is cool. There is, like, a Team Rocket-esque team they're called team skull uh but they're kind of doofy so they have like a personality they're not they're not very threatening right now which is which is funny um so there's a there's an element of humor there that i really enjoy uh but yeah i'm just really loving it um with all those improvements and the new pokemon and like the starters even like the uh that you start out with are very cool um i just think it is my favorite most complete feeling uh pokemon game I, I have a question for you yes. based on the starters. Uh, mm-hmm. Feelings on Poplio? Uh, I did not choose Poplio. I choose uh, Rowlet as right. my starter, um, which I don't usually go grass starter. I usually go uh, water starter because they're they're usually more a- advantageous in the beginning. Um, but I just can't get behind Poplio. I think the el- evolutions are cool, um, but, man, an archer owl... Uh, can't pass that's ghost grass can't pass that up yeah that third evolution is choice the second yeah. one looks a little emo-y yes <laughs> he, he does uh, but even he had his charm um, I'm also this is the first game and this is big for me I'm nicknaming all my Pokemon Ooh. I never did that um, so Archie my owl has been with me uh, from the beginning uh-huh. and it does nicknaming my Pokemon has made me more attached to all of them. I'm like, oh, I don't want to switch you out. I've been traveling with you, and you're my companion. Um, And just the way you can, like, take care of them and, like, feed them, there's, like, this affection uh, aspect to all of it uh, that plays out in the battles, too. Like, um, you'll be able to, like, there will be little moments where your Pokemon, like, turn to you, and you're like, good job, so-and-so, or they're like, wondering they're remembering about a time with you from before like there's like these interactions with your pokemon that make them feel more attached i mean that sounds great more character moments for i mean we're seeing games right now i I, like recore was praised because like your robot buddies had personality and Mm -hmm. last guardian is getting praised because of the uh, Trico's character, mm-hmm. even though Trico doesn't talk. Yeah, so the, I would say the same for like Titanfall Two with uh, BT, 
you're, you're the pilot and the mech you're in. Um, there's uh, a strong bond there that's really enjoyable in the campaign. Oh, well, um, all right. Well, what can you tell me about Titanfall 2 then? Yeah, so I, I, I played through Titanfall 2, which um, might be my favorite multiplayer game of the year. I think I enjoy it more than Overwatch. That's right. Yep. Are you okay? That's, yeah, go is on. that blasphemy? Go on. Maybe. Do what you um, have to do. Say what you have to say. I think, uh, I don't know if you've played Titanfall 2 at all. I haven't. Um, <laughs> but it, there's there's a chaos to it that is so addicting and so fun um, uh, that makes it very easy to pick up and play. But then there's these intricacies later on that make the multiplayer really interesting in terms of the different Titans you can have. Um and I, I heard from, because I never played the first one, because the first one was an Xbox exclusive, and I heard that didn't even have a campaign, and the multiplayer was fun, and that a lot of people assumed that the multiplayer in this one would kind of be like a tacked-on, uh, by-the-books multiplayer, but, or uh, campaign, I mean. Uh, but the, the campaign in this is so great, and so fun, and, like, the level designs are just really interesting, and you play uh, Cooper, um, or Jack Cooper, uh, who uh, the pilot with his buddy BT, um, who you like get to know throughout the course of the game. Um, that bond is like really great and plays out through the story really well. The whole game plays like Mega Man in a way, where where like each level you fight like uh, or each stage you like fight a boss at the end. That's like another mech, and then after you defeat them, then BT gains the ability to like switch his cores out so that he can now has a different fighting style okay. that you can switch between that's super All fun right. and then the multiplayer has six titans that you can choose from for your different matches so there's like a your basic like mid-tier gunner titan then there's your heavy tank titan then there's like a ronin titan which excels at like close combat um it's just so fun so chaotic uh there's like so many game modes uh, in the multiplayer too, but I find myself just playing attrition, which is just one team versus the other team who gets the most kills. It's so simple and so great. Um, and I don't see myself stopping anytime soon, uh, in terms of multiplayer. Um, I still love overwatch and that has been a huge leaps and bounds for multiplayer, uh, for me, but something about Titanfall too, I can't explain it. I'm in love with that franchise now. Really? I yes. mean, I, it's, strange because i've heard some mostly positive buzz around the game but the sales have not been there as evidenced by the fact it was like 30 bucks on black friday it only came out like a month ago yeah yeah it is weird it's not i i don't know why it's not selling i think it's just i think these games need to be spread out a little more because i was getting to the point where i was like man there's so much i want to play but my wallet can't handle it like i've missed dishonored 2 because i just don't have the like money to kind of spend on that right now and I had just bought, like, um, Pokemon Sun and Titanfall 2. And it's just, like, that's one too many things. Of uh, course, yeah. And I feel like there's always pockets of time where I'm like, I haven't bought a game in, like, four months. Uh, because nothing good has really come out. Um, so I, I wish, I hope, in 2017 things are a little more spread out. I mean, I know, I don't know if they were the first people to do this, but Rockstar has made it a big thing to, like, make their games come out in May, mm -hmm. which is, you know, pre a pretty sparse time for games, I would say. Mm -hmm. And so, like, that really sets them apart. Yeah. And then, like, also you'll see some people try and launch in, like, March. Like, it looks like maybe we'll see, fingers crossed, Mass Effect Andromeda 
in March. In March. And then we have uh, we have Persona 5 in February. It's, or it got pushed. It got pushed to April. April, that's right. I have my pre-order already for the deluxe ultimate edition of that. <laughs> Same. Um, Same. And I'm, I'm uh, chomping at the bit waiting for that. But right, but for now, Titanfall 2, very good. And you can yes. play that on PS4, Xbox One, or PC, but you're playing on PS4. That's right. And then Pokemon Sun, which you can play on 3DS, mm-hmm. or new 3DS, or new 3DS XL, or 3DS XL. Or 2DS. Or 2DS. That's right. That's what I'm playing it on. A variety of options for you. Yep. And then, and yeah, and then uh, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3, which has just hit the PlayStation Store um, last week for 25 bucks. That's a pretty good deal. And it comes with all the DLC uh, and, you know, the online play and everything. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And looks great. Excellent. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. The, mm-hmm. uh, as for myself. Yes. What are you playing, Bill? What am I playing? Uh, so, I've been playing nothing new. Uh, so, mm-hmm. I continue to play Phoenix Wright Spirit of Justice. Yes. That's the newest one, right? That is the newest one, yeah. I've heard that one's really long. Is that true? Uh, that is... It has been long, uh, so yeah. right now I've gotten through the fourth case. I don't have... I could look up at the time if mm-hmm. we can... So I've put in 22 hours on Spirit of Justice so far, and I wow. just finished the fourth case. And there is one more case to go, but it's going to be like the longest one. Yeah. The fifth case is usually the one, the final one, and that brings everything together. And there are some DLC cases as well. Wow. Yeah. Uh, well, you know I'm a fan of the franchise. Where would you rank this amongst the other titles? Um, pretty high or pretty low? I would rank it pretty highly. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I I like the original still a lot. Yeah, I, I like Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright a lot. It's not perfect, but I think it does some really cool things, and it's really pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess let's see. I would probably rank this like fourth. I, I like I ha- I like the original, and then. Uh, Dual Destinies, and then Leighton versus Wright, and then Spirit of Justice. Okay, so du- Dual Destinies is the one that I've been still actively playing, uh, but I put it on the uh, back burner for Pokemon Sun. Uh, so it's still downloaded on my 2DS, I just need to get back into it. And I mean, that one's good too, like, I, I feel like that is the uh, the franchise reboot, which I'm, I'm sure you've seen a fair amount of that in comic books, but like, they have to kind of restore the status quo for the the series and, and yeah to undo some of the other plot twists from earlier games and yeah that, yeah that one's always like well i like the because they introduced i forget her name athena sykes athena in that one and i like athena um i think she's more interesting to play as than apollo i, I never i'm never too psyched to play as apollo i really like playing as phoenix and athena See, this game, Spirit of Justice, actually does a decent job of rehabbing Apollo for me. Uh-huh. Because, like, I, I, I talked about this in a previous episode, but uh, I felt like in the original Apollo Justice game, it was kind of uh, crappy how they, like, just shoved Phoenix off to the side, and yeah. he was, like, kind of a jerk. Yeah. And made Apollo the cool person. Mm-hmm. And here, now, Phoenix can be a cool person, and then Apollo can also be a cool person. It's like, okay, so I, I don't yeah. have to, like, choose between them. They can, like, right. do their own thing in the story, and... They take some time to fill in Apollo's backstory as well. Mm-hmm. And it's got some twists and turns. It's pretty interesting. Uh, so we'll see how it finishes up. Cool. Weirdly, like, you know, there's always one trial that is, like, off to the side. It has, like, nothing to do with the other ones. Uh-huh. Like, now it's... used. It used to be earlier in the game, but the one I just finished was the one that had nothing to do with anything else. It was mm-hmm. just Athena and the uh, the prosecutor from Dual Destiny, Simon Blackwell, 
like team up and they oh cool defend this guy. Oh, nice. So I'm glad Simon sticks around because uh, I, oh, I yeah spoilers. But oh no no I mean that's not really a spoiler. But uh, no I like I like Blackwell as like a prosecutor. I think he's uh, well I can't say he's my favorite. I like all the prosecutors, man. They're all so great. I love the one that um, drinks coffee. What's his name? Oh, Godot. Godot was awesome. He was. Like, with the face mask, yeah. too. It's, like, so ridiculous. I love yeah. it. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, so I've been playing that, and awesome. I'm, I'm liking it a lot. Uh, still got some ways to go. But what else I was doing is I was traveling to a magic tournament. Uh, there are these things called Grand Prix, and they're the biggest amateur events that are made by wizards for playing magic mm-hmm. uh sorry wizards of the coast the company that makes magic if i don't say that i feel like it's like i'm saying oh wizards, wizards. make magic you know wizards because i pretend to be a wizard obviously <laughs> and it draws in lots of people like a thousand to two thousand people playing these tournaments and I, oh. I went to this one in milwaukee uh that happened there were about like 1500 people there or so it's a lot uh, yeah yeah uh uh, it, it was a sealed deck tournament, which means that you do not have to bring your own cards in advance. Uh-huh. You get cards when you arrive, sealed product, and then you open it and build a deck out of that. Yeah. Uh, that did not go terribly well for me. Yeah. Uh, so I... Finished. You get to keep the cards? You get to keep the cards. That's cool. It is. Uh, and I went one and two on the day. Uh, you could have... I could have played up to nine rounds. They let you play the first nine rounds, and then they have a cutoff... If your record is six and three or better, you advance. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at one and two, I felt like my chances were not very good at advancing, so I, I dropped out uh, to go do something else. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you won a game at least, right? It's I did win a game. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that, that is true. I won. I had to. It's a best out of three, so I had to win two games even. So. Oh, there you go. Yeah, um, you know, I. This is kind of the nature of the beast, but part of it is like the cards you open. Uh, sure. So partly my cards. I think the last time I talked about it, I had, like, this super rare card uh-huh. that, like, you're n- not supposed to have, basically, called uh-huh. Mana Crypt, and it's oh, super yes. valuable. Yeah. So I didn't have anything like Mana Crypt this time. I had some <laughs> kind of more so-so cards. Mm-hmm. And in round one, my opponent had a card called Chandra, Torch of Defiance. And without getting too deep into the, the swamp here, basically, every turn, you can either kill one of your opponent's creatures with it, or you can draw an extra card. Oh, wow. And, yeah, so it, it's, it's a... valuable either way you go with that. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. And just because of that advantage that it offers, like, I have no card that's of comparable power level to that. Yeah. I can't really compete against that, because, like, you... Th- that card, Chandra, is called a Planeswalker, mm-hmm. and the way you can get rid of that is you can attack it with your creatures. But if you have... If he has blockers, and if he can kill my own creatures with the Planeswalker, then it's very, very hard to accomplish yeah. that goal. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so, yeah. I, I lost the, the two games that he had that, and they were... Neither of them were particularly close. Mm-hmm. And we played... I played a couple more after that. They were closer, but, yeah, not good enough. And yeah. so I, I dropped. But did you have fun, Bill? I did have fun. That's all that matters, man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> these, these events are kind of like conventions more yeah. than just tournaments because you see a lot of people that you wouldn't normally people travel to these there are people you will play online mm-hmm. who you can connect with like that's what i did this weekend like there i have a friend who lives in toronto and he traveled to this event so we we hung out we chatted we caught up with each other we hadn't talked too much in the past year or so 
Uh, so yeah, I, I try and go to these whenever they're in the Midwest. Like last year, they had one in Madison, Wisconsin. The year before, they had one in Chicago. Well, technically in Rosemont, but they call it Chicago. Right. They sure. bill it at Chicago. <laughs> uh, and I, if you are a Magic player and there is a Grand Prix, you know, reasonably near you, I would encourage going to play it. It's a pretty, can be a pretty eye-opening experience, and then I think in a positive way. So that's it uh, for the games we've been playing. And then, uh, as we alluded to at the start. Yeah, let's talk about the games we don't play. Uh, our backlogs. That's right. Uh, I, you shame, know, on <laughs> shame on me. Shame on me. Shame on all of you, That's listeners. Right. How dare you? You should feel bad for owning things and yeah. not utilizing them. Right? You spend good, hard-earned money on these games. I, I could buy them on, like, lottery tickets or set it on fire, and That's then I wouldn't right. have it. Yes. <laughs> um... Yeah, I have I have quite a few on backlog right now. Did you want to go f- first in this one or uh, like just do you have any feelings like at what point did you realize I guess that you boy I have a lot of video games and I haven't played many of them. Well, I, I usually um, honestly I, I was worse about this when I was younger. I would buy games and then I would get maybe like halfway through them and then I'd be like oh there's another one coming out. Uh, I have to get it. Uh, you know, I was, I, I felt like I was more up on like, I had like the gaming magazines that I was subscribed to. So I was always, so I was always very excited about something. Um, I am more patient now because, uh, I, I think I'll, I'll look at, uh, reviews. Uh, so I'll like go to IGN and be like, what do they say before I purchase? I don't, I don't really pre-order much anymore. Um, where I used to have a pre-ordering habit, um, but I pre-order if I'm very, very excited. I know I want it no matter what. Uh, I will pay full price um, unless there's a good deal. If I come across, uh, you know, I now run into the opposite problem where I'm like, I've put a game off that I've wanted to play for so long that once the deal comes along, I'll be like, oh, I'll buy it now. And I'll buy like a bunch at once. And then I have now a bunch of games automatically added to my backlog that I got, I got to get to at some point. Uh, but I think I'm better about managing it now. I'm very, uh, I used to be more of a hoarder with my games. I'd be like, I can't part with these titles. But now if I'm like, you know, if I have only played it a few times and I'm not crazy about it, and I know, I know deep down that I'm never going to finish it, then I'll, I'll trade it in or, um, you know, pass it off or give it to someone, you know, something like that. Um. So I, I, I mean, my, you can see my collection is pretty streamlined right now. Those yeah. are my PlayStation Four games. Those are my 3DS games. Uh, I have a few digitally downloaded. Uh, like I see a total of roughly like fifteen to twenty games here. Yes. And then I remember you used to have like a huge stack of like PS3 games that you would keep on like a tower. Yes, and I, I have, I because I turned in my PS3 and I turned in all those at the at the same time. So uh, I've definitely cleaned house. Um, because I, I, I see no point in keeping things that I know I'm probably never going to get to again. And especially because now older titles come digitally to uh, the plat- the current platform. It's like, well, I'll just play it on that. Um, what about you? Do, do you find yourself with a huge backlog? Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, I seem to get a lot of enjoyment out of having the opportunity to play a lot of different games. Uh-huh. And so that manifests in two different ways. Uh, first off, one of the ones you were talking about where it's like, oh, I can buy like three games on sale. And like, I mean, I can't pick them all up when they're new, but like when they get down like 
66% off, 75% off, they're like 10 or 5 bucks, then yeah. I'll pick up like three of them, and it's like, nice. I feel like accomplished because like I have good taste in games, yes. and like I knew to purchase these, but I was savvy enough to wait. Right. And then also, like, I have this uh, need to like preserve games and like make sure I can still play them. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm less precious about new games. Like, it's, like with my 360, I've gotten rid of like, almost all the games for that because they all got like put on steam or something like that. Mm-hmm. But then when it comes to like PS one games, it's like, well, I definitely need a way to relatively easily play PS one games. So that means like I bought a bunch of the PS one classics, uh, from the PlayStation store when they were like two or $3, even though I owned them on disc. Oh, okay. So I could play them on my Vita and I picked up a Vita for the purpose of just like having these PS one games uh-huh. of which, so I spent like five minutes playing Mega Man X4 and another uh-huh. five minutes playing Dino Crisis 2 and I have not touched them since. Yeah, yeah. But there's, there's something about, especially those classic games, there's something about like, that's, there's, there's emotions attached to that. I, there's, I have to have it, even though I might not actively play it, I have to have it because to not have it would be so much worse. Um, I feel like I do that with like... Um, you know, classic games like uh, like Sonic the Hedgehog or something. I'll be like, I have to have it. And I might not play Sonic 2 in, like, forever, but knowing I have the option to is important to me. Uh, it's such a funny thing, that, that concept of, like, I need to be able to do it even if I never do it. Oh, I mean, uh, yeah, I can completely relate to, like, chasing that dragon of that, like, nostalgic feeling that you had when you first played those games. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, yeah, playing Sonic 2 and, like, if I can play it on my 3DS right now, but it's yeah. not going to be the same. It's going to, like, not feel like I have the Genesis controller mm-hmm. and I'm looking at some ancient CRT TV in my grandmother's basement. Mm-hmm. It's it's just, a, like, a facsimile. It's a well, shadow. And, and, I, and I think it's it's interesting to see how my mentality for what I found to be a good game has changed. Like... You know, I automatically bought Kingdom Hearts, like, 1.5 or whatever, because I was like, well, I love Kingdom Hearts, and I have to have it for the PlayStation 3. I have to. And then I played through it, and I was like, oh, this is just isn't as fun as I remember, the original Kingdom Hearts. It's, it's I, I don't know what it is. I, I, I got to, like, three quarters of the way through it, and I was just like, ah. And then I found myself... I didn't even get back to it. So then when 2.5 came out, I was like, you know what? I I feel like I should need to have it because Kingdom Hearts used to be my favorite series, but I'm not going to because I don't think I'll actively play it. Um, and uh, so that's been an example for me recently where I'm like less like that now of like, I have the memories attached to it, but just because of that, I'm not going to buy like this repackaged version of it or uh, make it available to me just because... Or just buy it because it is available to me. Um, I think another part of it, too, is like being in the moment and being able to converse with other people about these games, mm-hmm. multiplayer or single player. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here that when you were originally playing Kingdom Hearts, like, you had friends your own age that, like, also were playing it, and you're like, oh, right. my God, did you see Mickey? Right, right, right. And stuff like that. Yes. Which you probably can't as easily have that happen here. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe you still have friends. I mean... You definitely have friends, but maybe you still maybe. Have <laughs> maybe you still have friends who are into Kingdom Hearts, but I'm yeah. guessing it's less likely now than it was ten years ago. Well, it was, it, there was a sense of like, discovery there too. It was all new, and like 
Kingdom Hearts was such a phenomenon, I felt like, when it first came out. And now there's, like, so many of these Kingdom Hearts games that it feels so diluted and that Kingdom Hearts 3 is taking so long to come out. Like, I'll be so excited for Kingdom Hearts 3, and I'm sure several of my friends will as well, and will be playing it actively, but the fact that it's taken this long for it to get there, uh, that's that's how I feel about Final Fantasy 2. I was like, part of me was like, should I get Final Fantasy 15 just because it's Final Fantasy? And I was like, no, I don't think so. Like, because I'm not very excited about it. Um, and but, but because I have a history with Final Fantasy, I feel compelled to get it, but I know it would just add to my backlog. And I might not get to it for a while, or I might play 10 minutes of it and go back to Titanfall. Um, you know, so I, I, I just bought three games from a deal like we were talking about, and I'm worried. I, I have to make an active effort to be like, no, maybe put Titanfall aside and let's play Far Cry 4 for a little while. Because I've never played any of the Far Cry games, um, and I got it as part of a, like a bundled deal. So I, I have to actively tell myself to give things a shot so they don't forever remain on my backlog. I mean, all things considered, you only have so much time in a week to play video games or watch TV or do Snapchat stories. And <laughs> I mean, however you spend that leisure time is fine, but just like coming in with a plan as, as mundane or as like grown up as that might sound, like mm. it, it helps because then it does. you can make more productive use of that time, even though it's meant for leisure. Mm-hmm. And just like when you, do the math and you're like, well, I have this new game I'm playing and I'm going to put like four to six hours into that. You got like two to four hours left to try old games. And if you have like 20 old games, then it's not going to, you're not going to get through too many of them. Not not quickly anyway. And I I, I think it bleeds into other things too, because I feel the same way about like Netflix and stuff. I'll be so inclined to like rewatch something like a series I've already watched instead of trying a new series out. And there's something comforting about something you know you already like or, or you continue to like uh, as opposed to like something new that might be more of a gamble um, or, or something you're not used to. So I, I think there's just that innate quality in us to stay with what we're comfortable with as opposed to taking some chances. Um, but I think it's, it serves a better purpose to take those chances because you get a more well-rounded experience out of it. And it informs your future gaming decisions or your future TV decisions, whatever the medium is that you're currently taking in as entertainment. The podcast has helped me a lot with this. It, uh-huh. uh, it like it encouraged oh, me to go play more games and mm-hmm. try some stuff out. Uh, so you know, I would have things to talk about and like go back and try old games, even and like just put in like an hour or two hours just to like find out what it was about and see yeah. if it was worth experiencing. And I. There was one game in particular. It's called Cine Mora. Uh-huh. It was this shooter uh, that it was really cool. Like it has like a, a bullet time effects and like and unlike in other shooters where when you get shot you die. It's like you have a timer and then when you blow up the enemies you raise the timer up and when you get shot it brings the timer down. So mm-hmm. like that's your life bar basically. Oh, cool. a lot of cool ideas and like just by virtue of like well I should probably talk about something other than the games I've already played that led me to discover that and it was really cool mm-hmm. that's awesome and I'm, I'm sure just like I, I think that that's the thing that you're kind of hoping when you get these bargains and then it doesn't always just work out that you get that opportunity to make fetch happen right right <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, for sure. So with that in mind, uh, mm-hmm. I thought it would be interesting or fun if we talked about, I guess, like, let's go with our, our top three games on the top the top of the pile of shame, or the top of the backlog. The ones yes. that are like, where when we have that snow day or when we're home from work with the flu, we're going to put everything aside and start this game. Okay. Uh, why don't we can go back and forth. Uh, I have my three. Mm-hmm. I have a Trello chart called Hobby Triage. Which uh, is a kind of an insult to triage, mm-hmm. but uh, still kind of helps keep me centered and make sure I'm doing playing the games I want to play. Uh, so why don't we go back and forth, and you'll go with your third choice first. Okay, so the third from the top. Yeah, third from the top. The okay. third most desired game. Okay, that I have, that I want to play. Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm going first. Okay. Uh, yes, yes, sorry. Uh, Shadows of Mordor. Okay, Shadows of Mordor. Excellent. One. Uh, and that that's like uh, kind of supposed to be like uh, Batman style combat, and meets it's... like Assassin's Creed mm-hmm. meets the Lord of the Rings universe is what I've been told. Oh, okay, so that sounds like a great mix. Yeah, and I have not even put the disc in my PlayStation yet. Alrighty, fair mm-hmm. enough, fair mm-hmm. enough. Uh, my third from the top would be Catherine. Uh, you just made a face. You just yes. made a face. Uh, Do you know how much I love that game? Uh, I I think we might have talked about it on an I episode. Love it so so much. That's gonna be hard to beat, Bill. Okay, just so you know. Okay, I you've mean, never played that? No, I, I but I want to because I know oh, like, that's what the Persona team was yeah. doing when they were making Persona games. It, it's nothing like Persona. That's okay, but it is awesome. All right. I uh, and you know that how you can play it both good and bad, right? Yeah, yeah. I go. went. I never do this, but I went full bad oh, my boy. first playthrough, and it was quite enjoyable. All right. And I'm sure it's enjoyable either way. But man, you got to play that game, dude. You're selling me on it. Okay. 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's, That's not my choice necessarily. All right. Yes. Uh, how about your second game? My second choice is. Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time 3D. Ooh, okay. I have bought that. It hasn't even been put into my 2DS yet. So I, I played the original on the mm-hmm. 64. Me too. And so that was great. I yep. mean, and I think they did make some, again, quality of life improvements to this game. Mm-hmm. You can use the stylus to equip or de-equip the water boots. Yes. <laughs> right, right. And it, the funny thing is, I mean, I, I had it on my N64 too. Never beat it on the N64. Never beat it. So it's a game that I've never beat in at all, and I now have like the ultimate version of it for my 2DS. All right, well that that is a pretty dang good game. Yes, so, that's uh, number two. All right, uh, my number two would be Bayonetta two. Aha! Uh-huh. Yes, because I played the original Bayonetta on 360. I thought it was great, mm-hmm. and the second one got a rare score of ten. Uh, from mm-hmm. GameSpot, and also got very positive re- reviews elsewhere. Yeah, it sounds crazy and over the top and action packed. So I do love the first Bayonetta. I played the first one on uh, PlayStation. Yeah, loved it. So I'm interested in that. Want to mm-hmm. see eventually, like where the Smash Brothers tie-over is, where that came from. Mm-hmm. But for now, yeah, Bayonetta two would be my second from the top. Okay. All right, and your number one game that you want to play. Number one on the backlog that I have started. Okay, that's and that still counts. That still counts. Started like 10 minutes in. Okay. Witcher 3, Wild Hunt. Okay, so like at that point, you've basically played like one ten thousandth of the game when you're 10 minutes right. in. Yes. 
Um, yep. That's that's I mean, that is a game and like a lifestyle. I think <laughs> I, I've heard so many great things about this game. Um, so many people have recommended it to me. I finally got the deluxe edition with all the DLC included, uh, game of the year edition. Um, but I have not played it uh, in its in its entirety. So um, or even got really into the meat of it at all. So, and because of the recommendations, that's probably at the top of my backlog right now. Because I've had it, also, I've had it longer than the other two. I see. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, that that game is well-loved, well-regarded by a lot mm-hmm. of people. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, and it's got a cool collectible card game you can play. Ooh. So, I mean, you can, yeah, you know. Okay, you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, now we recommend which one, right? And as for myself. Oh, yes, that's right. You haven't my, even done your one. My number one. Game on top of my backlog is Mother 3. Oh. Uh, other Potentially, you could call it Earthbound 2. Yes. It's uh, the follow-up game after Earthbound. It was originally made for the Game Boy Advance. I, uh, through totally legal means, have a copy <laughs> of it that is miraculously in English. Don't know how that got out of the factory. It was only ever made in Japan. But I have it. Right, and uh, I just heard great things about it. Like, there's really nifty parts to the game, and the dialogue is cool and snappy, just like in the original Earthbound. There's like a rhythm-based combat mechanic where you have to like tap along in time with the battle music to like bring up your attack. Oh. So that all sounds great, mm-hmm. and I would love to uh, explore that at some point. Okay. Uh, so yeah, at this point, uh, mm-hmm. it might be good if we make a resolution. Uh, for the new year, if you will. Right. To get one of these games off our backlog. Okay. Uh, but wh- why don't we, instead of... I mean, I think it would be kind of uh, boring or common if we just picked it for ourselves. So I think mm-hmm. we should each pick a game for the other person. Okay. And then as we record episodes in 2017, we can check in on our progress. That sounds good. All right. Uh, so why don't I, I begin for you. Okay. If that's all right. Sure. Uh I think that you should explore The Witcher 3. Okay. I think that uh, Geralt, Geralt, yes. Geralt, uh, he's got a pretty wicked adventure, and there's lots of cool stuff to explore there. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to put it on you to finish the whole game. Sure. But just to like get some dive time in. in there, dive in, see what it's all about. And the thing is, probably as I st- once I dive in, I'll be hooked, and then that, that'll be all I'll be playing. Probably. So, um, I'm welcome. sure. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Um, okay. Mission accepted, sir. Alrighty. Yes. Alrighty. And for you, Bill, I know it's your third choice, but it's gotta be Catherine. It's man. gotta be Catherine? Okay. I think, I think, the, the reason I say Catherine first is because I think it'll go by fast for you. Um, so I, I would want you to get a playthrough in one way, and then later on in the year, you'll probably want to play it the other way. Alright. So I, because I, I think it rewards multiple playthroughs. Uh, it is fun. It is stylish. It looks great. Um, everything about it uh, is so, so good. Um, I, I loved it. I wish it was on the PlayStation Virtual Store for the PS4 because uh, I got rid of my copy of it when I got rid of my PlayStation 3. Um, so I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that'll be on there at some point. But uh, that is my that is my recommendation to you, Catherine. Well, I accept. I will take a look at Catherine, beginning with this, the year of 2017. Excellent. 
and we will check back on it. I think you'll love it. And I think you will love The Witcher. Yes. And, I mean, I, you already played Catherine, but maybe that'll make me want to play The Witcher myself. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, and so I think that then brings this episode of So Many Bits to a close. Uh, Brandon, if you want people to find you in person or electronically, where can they find you? Uh, they can find me at on Twitter at BWEShock. Uh, you can also find me on my own podcast. Uh, I, I host a podcast where I, me and my buddy John uh, break down each and every episode of Full House and Fuller House. Uh, it's called How Rude. Uh, so you can find us on iTunes if you just search for How Rude Podcast. Um, and we'll be on there. Please subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. Um, but yes, at BWShock on Twitter. Well, that's some great ideas for how to catch up on a podcast. Yes. Uh, as for this one, uh, you know, we can you can reach us by email at so many bits podcast at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, we're so many bits on there. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Tumblr at so many bits. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. Please rate and review or listen to the episodes on SoundCloud. And last but not least, please check out the rest of the podcast in the Second Wind Collective. Support independent art. The spirit of Dell compels you. 